Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? Welcome to another five minute flip. What is up, Flip Aponami? Welcome to your five minute flip for May 26th, 2023. I just finished a sermon series at my church. Uh, we called it God and Sex. And so over four weeks, we looked at just various components of that topic, and it got me thinking. And so uh, prior to jumping into what I want to talk about today, I'd encourage you to check that sermon series out. You can look up on YouTube or wherever you get your audio podcasts. Just search for Mosaic Church of Grand Rapids, Mosaic Church of Grand Rapids, and you could you could check that out and find that. So I've been thinking a lot about sex and God's design for sex and pornography. Obviously, this stuff all overlaps with Beyond the Battle, the book that I wrote, and the groups that I lead. Shout out to our groups. If you'd like to join a group and you're a guy, head over to beyondthebattle.net. We'd love to have you in an online group. But I was thinking about, for this five-minute flip, about pornography. And uh, I, I was I was listening to a podcast today, actually, uh, and it was about um, sexual you know, freedom from sexual sin, and someone was talking about the word pervert, and you know, that word, it's uh, it's a word, like a shame-induced word, you know, that I don't hear used as often anymore, but you know, you're a pervert, but I, I just thought, man, I haven't heard that word in a while, and the word pervert, it comes from a perversion, and a perversion is when you take something that's good or normal, and then you change it, you contort it, you contort it into something that it, it wasn't meant to be. And I thought, you know, pornography really is a perversion. That's a good word. Not to call someone a pervert, but that pornography is a perversion of this beautiful gift that God has given us of intimacy. And when we think of intimacy, we often just think of sex. And that's not what I'm talking about here. You know, that, that's become a synonym for sex sometimes. Uh, I've heard people say about, you know, their, their marriage, we were intimate last night or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. You can have sex without any intimacy whatsoever. You know, sex with a prostitute, there's no intimacy there. It's just sex, casual sex, a one night stand, uh, very little to no intimacy there. And you can certainly have tons of intimacy with someone uh, with no sex. And, and we think about our relationship with God is a beautiful gift of intimacy Hopefully you have intimate conversations with a good friend uh, that's, you know, just your your guy friends or your girlfriends. Uh, and, and the idea of intimacy, it's it's vulnerability. It's it's the fact that I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm making myself vulnerable. I'm exposing myself. I don't mean in the physical nudity sense, though, in a marriage and in sex, that certainly applies there. But I'm exposing myself emotionally. I'm letting my guard down and. I'm experiencing something with someone else that I, I wouldn't experience with just anybody. So if I have an intimate conversation with one of my close guy friends and we're talking about maybe our anxieties or our insecurities or our fears or we're talking about our temptations, you know, that's an intimate conversation. It's not something I would just I would just broadcast to anyone. I wouldn't go on the street corner on a megaphone and and just start blasting that news out to to the public. That would be a perversion of intimacy. And I thought about pornography and the, the idea of it. And, and I, why am I talking about this? I mean, I'm talking about it because I think it's always helpful for those of us, I'll include myself in this, 
uh, to that that are drawn to pornography, that are tempted by pornography because of because of many reasons that I don't have time to do in a in a five minute flip that will go ten to fifteen minutes. Uh, the 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 reasons though that we, we all have these reasons we're drawn to pornography for whatever reason Satan has has convinced us in our in our addicted self or our fleshly self or whatever you want to call it that it's good or worth it or feels good or, or whatever whatever it may be so it's always good for us to remind ourselves of why the why behind God's design for sex and why we should not look at pornography because it's very motivating then not to look at it and the ultimate goal is to lose our desire right to lose our desire to look at it and beyond the battle talks a lot about that in a lot of different ways but this perversion of intimacy is helpful because you think about pornography particularly online pornography and you know if you there's there's millions of people that will watch the same pornographic video or or whatever it may be and you know you you can you can see those statistics on on videos whether it's YouTube or or wherever else and you think about what you're watching in that pornography is an intimate act there, there there's someone doing something that was meant to be done intimately which would mean in a bedroom with nobody else around you, you wouldn't have these intimate acts uh at at a booth on, on top of a table at mcdonald's or at your local coffee shop uh, that would be a perversion of intimacy because you're exposing yourself and you're doing an intimate act uh, in front of a bunch of people in public and it's just not it's not meant to be done that way and, and in pornography, in the way pornography is viewed, and certainly it would have been this way with Playboy magazines and things, that just you, you just wouldn't see the statistic underneath it of how many other people have watched this intimate act. And it really gives you an idea of how cheap, how, how intimacy has been cheapened. And I think intimacy is one of God's greatest gifts. And don't get me wrong, again, I'm not just talking about sexual intimacy, because if you're single or you're in a marriage that's sexless or mostly sexless, I'm not saying that God's greatest gift is sex. I'm saying one of his greatest gifts is intimacy and that there's lots of Bible verses about how God wants to have an intimate relationship with us, just how he loves us, his His love for us is intimate. And I, you, yeah, you can overplay that a little bit, but I, I think that's important. I think that's an important component of who God is, that the God of the universe, this most powerful being, this beautiful God, this awe-inspiring God, King of kings, Lord of lords, can do anything he wants, and he loves me, and he loves you, and he desires me, and he desires you. And Ephesians 3, uh, sorry, Ephesians 5, 31 to 32, as well as Revelation 21, verses 1 and 2, they describe our relationship with Jesus as an intimate marriage relationship, a, a bride, which is us, the church, and a groom, which is Jesus. And you see that metaphor in the Old Testament as well uh, with Israel and with God. And that's a very intimate metaphor. And it's it's beautiful that God would want to have that type of intimate relationship with us. And a, a healthy marriage is meant to be intimate on all levels, not just sexually, but relationally intimate. You are meant to be, when you make your vows, you're saying, I'm going to love you for better or worse, in sickness and in health, for richer or poorer. So basically, I'm going to support all of you. That's very intimate to say to someone, whatever flaws you have, whatever weaknesses you have, whatever bad days you have, I'm going to love you. I'm going to support you. I'm here for you. I'll catch you. I'll be there for you. 
and you're vowing to do that for me as well. And you raise a family together. It's very intimate. It's a very it's a very intimate community that you share as a family. And again, just the gift of intimacy. You can have intimacy at your church. You can have an intimate worship gathering. You can have an intimate prayer time with your small group. You can have an intimate time of sharing with one or two other people, like I said, around the deep, just the deep waters of life. And those are beautiful gifts. I think intimacy is one of the most beautiful gifts that God gives us. Think about a life with no intimacy, a life where everything was superficial Everything was shallow. Everything was just common and meant to be shared uh, just by billions of people. And the, the conversations you have, the friendships you have, the experiences you have, everything is generic. Uh, nothing is special. Nothing, you know, nothing, nothing is something that has enough value to it that you would only share it with a few select people. That would be really sad. That would be, that would be a, uh, a very, I think, cheap and hollowed out existence without the beautiful good gift of intimacy and so when you look at pornography that's what pornography is doing to sex it's taking something that was meant to be very private and very vulnerable very much a part of a marriage a one flesh marriage that says look i said i'm supporting all of you this sex is a part of that support and it cements us together in that in that covenant that we made and then pornography takes that act and it, it just broadcasts it to millions or even billions of people. And you're viewing, you know, those body parts of another person. They're just not meant to be viewed by by the masses. And uh, even if you weren't a Christian, even if you if you didn't believe that God's design for sex was in marriage, you know, and and and. Um, in that in that sort of in that intimate covenant relationship you could still you, you still should be able to see the perversion of intimacy what it does to sex it just cheapens it and it also cheapens the value of a human it it basically says look humans in general aren't worth enough to have an intimate sacred space uh, this 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 just needs to be shown you know shown to to everyone and so just think about that. You know, if you're if you're someone and again, beyond the battle, I wrote the book. A lot of my podcast episodes are about sex and porn. And I've shared my story. I think it's episode 60 or 62. It's one of those two. If you want to go back and listen to my whole story about sex and pornography. So we talk about this a lot is my is my point. Um, and, and so if you're someone you, you, you likely are someone listening that has struggled with porn in the past or is currently struggling, you know, and, and I believe if you've struggled in the past, it, it can potentially trigger at, at any moment uh, with trauma or whatever it may be. So as you as you equip yourself to be rewired so that we lose our desire for porn, I just encourage you to to grow in your desire for intimacy and to learn to appreciate the gift that it is. Again, you could be single, having no sex, having no boyfriend or girlfriend. You could be in a marriage that's really struggling. And you could still appreciate other forms of intimacy that God has given you and, and just the gift of intimacy itself. And I hope that that helps you lose your desire for pornography. If you're, you're going to go to look at pornography and you say, you know, I don't want to look at people this way. I don't want to look at body parts this way. I don't want to look at sex this way because it's cheapening intimacy. It's perverting. It's a perversion of 
intimacy. It's taking something beautiful and it's just twisting it and it's contorting it. I, I can't think of a good analogy, but I, I, I think of other, be- I'll just try to quickly and, and I'll, I'll wrap up here in this last minute. Uh, you know, if you take something beautiful like a, a newborn baby and you, you contorted it into some sort of monster or, or even thinking about sexualizing a newborn baby, you would go, that's a perversion. That's a, that's a, a drastic perversion of something innocent and beautiful and you can just get that sick feeling in your stomach about it i think we can do something similar with pornography i I don't care what the world says about well it's consensual and these people are choosing to do it not always by the way sex slavery is a huge part of the pornography industry uh the models that they use and whatnot but even those that do it consensually it's still taking something that was meant to be private and intimate and beautiful like an infant would be and it's contorting it, it's twisting it, it's turning it into something ugly, uh, even if there's a part of our flesh that you know still wants that. So I hope that helps you. Uh, it helps me, and I think it's always good for us to just remind one another of truth and to be reminded of the, the beautiful gift of intimacy that God has given you. And again, I'd encourage you to check out that sermon series, uh, the four-part God and Sex sermon series. Go to Mosaic, which, by the way, is M O S. Uh, why can't I spell mosaic? A-I-C, mosaic, like the artwork, Mosaic Church of Grand Rapids on YouTube or uh, Podbean, pod, wherever, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, and you can find that series. Thanks for listening to this five-minute flip. We'll be back soon with more long-form episodes, and I will see you next time on The Flip Side. Thanks for listening to this five-minute flip. Subscribe for more flips and long-form episodes of The Flip Side. Visit www.patreon.com slash to support and get sweet Flipside swag.